welcome to The Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Well, welcome to Fracture Line, everyone. This is Tom White, and this week's episode is coming to you from Göttingen, Germany, where Dr. Chris Sparing has just orchestrated a very successful rib fixation course. And uh, uh, welcome to Fracture Line, Chris. First of all, I'm flanked by Dr. Sparing and also by Dr. Stefan Schulstros from just up the road in Schwerin, and then Sarah Ann is here. So we're recording this episode live on a Saturday afternoon. Chris, uh, tell us about the course and how you think it went. Well, first of all, thank you very much for coming over to Göttingen. Um, it's not the center of the world. It's almost the center of Germany, though. Um, <laughs> it's more like a belly button, maybe. Um, but, um, well, it's, it's a nice surrounding over here. Um, it's a city that's like very much known for scientific and university stuff. And, um, but it also has a very high rate of uh, severe trauma because there's a, a surrounding without any only low-level trauma care. So we had the need, of course, and I think we had participants who really enjoyed the course. Um, we got a very nice feedback, and we just had, had a, a great time learning from each other. And again, having CWIS as the foundation to combine the knowledge of trauma surgeons, thoracic surgeons, and the idea of getting to close to the to, to fixing a dysfunction and not just a a fractured bone and also we had great cadavers um, a wonderful setting that we did pelvis courses um, two days prior with these cadavers and now um, use the same cadavers in quite a good shape for the thoracic um, issues i gotta say they're the best cadavers i've ever worked on and that's saying something i've worked on a lot of cadavers over the years but these were fresh Freshly thawed and then refrigerated, <laughs> right. and so they, there was no embalming involved. There was were no preservative fluids to make them really smelly and then to uh, soften the bones. So the bone and cartilage quality was really quite good, and it made for a very realistic practice model. So yeah, they, they call it a fixed for life. Fixed for life, yes. <laughs> They were that. Stefan, you came down from Schwering. Actually, you drove up. You you drove up here from Switzerland yesterday and last night, and uh, you're going to go home tonight. So you're covering the length of the country, and it's really great to see you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I appreciate. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, this um, shortly invitation because I agree with Christopher. There's a need for crosslink in between different specialties, and as we always discover, those causes have uh, different focuses and this depends a little bit on the delegates and today there were more orthopedic and trauma surgeons which is our speciality as well it's mainly um, the speciality who is first faced with thoracic trauma in germany and once you have organ um, complications are something thoracic surgeons are involved in the bigger centers but all over the country in mid-sized and small hospitals and even in the large trauma centers the first admission goes through orthopedic and trauma surgeons and this is why we need to say be aware of this have a structure be prepared ask the right questions and of course do the procedure if necessary yeah, yeah. what we did today is a mixture in between um, emergency management, uh, which included the emergency department thoracotomy uh, for the known reasons, 
and then we discussed severe cases which were brilliant and prepared, um, which covered a little bit on the way out indications, as we say. This means there's an absolute indication to operate on this patient in the emergency setting, and you discover that there's unstable chest wall injury, and you need to get rid of this and fix it. And we had a very nice discussion with experienced surgeons today, leader of other departments, which is about timing and even damage control settings in, in chest wall injuries. I cannot remember that we uh, put this on the agenda yet as a main topic, but I think there's a need. It's um, on the list to now. To piggyback this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And chest walls of the essence, even in emergency yeah. um, treatment. If we can make up maybe a general agenda from Christopher's ideas here and share the experience from our societies, from the German Trauma Society, German Thoracic Society, Chestwell Injury Society, maybe we can make a, a common agenda which is easily done in any place, it could be supported by industrial partners and of course needs some wet lab options. And thanks for this, Christopher. Um, you have great conditions here. Yeah? Yeah, thank you. I, I, you know, I really enjoyed the discussion as well. And you know, the penetrating trauma is rising, and we need to have an idea about this. So I really enjoyed the discussion about damage control, about um, debris, and about you know thinking out of the box, and you know having the guidelines as one as the most important foundation but also be allowed to think besides the guidelines and I think that's that was a huge learning experience for the participants today and uh, we had a lot of students um, also joining us and they were absolutely amazed by um, by doing so and by, they enjoyed the, the talks and the, the very honest cases the very honest case discussions and it was just a very nice agenda and I think at the end all this depends on the quality of the faculty and the quality of the experience of the faculty and we were in a very lucky situation to have you here. By accident you happened to be in Germany. <laughs> um, I took a wrong turn last week. And ended up... <laughs> and, uh, but we also had a, um, a very much engaged guy from uh, anesthesiology department speaking about yeah, he was terrific. Uh, intensive care dependency of these patients and you know we can do so great surgery surgical procedures but we need a good intensive care unit yes. and um, so that was amazing and the whole wrap up of the whole course I think for myself and for this whole course and for the participants was a kind of a success and I'm looking forward to improve it to improve it in you know with all the ideas putting our heads together and uh, see where the needs are yeah uh, what I think about this um, intensive care guy, Professor Murrow, was that he uh, seems to be a very um, important one in his society. And he clearly supports our statement and, and questions even in case discussions and in the basic lectures we give. Which means we were talking about indications, does it make sense or not? And from my department, it's a common thing that we meet at the bed several times in the acute phase and then and day by day. And they push us and ask yeah. for the need because of kinetic therapy or prone precision or something which we discussed. Yeah. And the biggest point in this thing was about timing. 
timing was a very interesting dis discussion point today. Following uh, the CIVIS uh, results uh, we put together there, another um, support comes from this that it should be done as early as possible, yeah. if not on day zero if necessary. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there's one thing, and I, we should not miss this, there's so much work that has been done uh, by CIVIS and by all the, um, the surgeons who participate in research and making this foundation so strong. Sarah gave us a great talk um, about what CIVIS has accomplished and this convinced very many surgeons in that auditorium who had never heard of it and who thought they were the ones who were of trauma treatment. Now after this talk they saw how amazingly far you guys are with, with all the evidence. I'm curious about the environment, you know, of, or the culture, if you will, of having surgical stabilization of rib fractures um, as an available option in Germany and Europe and beyond. I mean, we kind of know our environment in the U.S., but what has it been like for you, and, and is this newer for you? Are, are you still trying to, uh, not persuade, but educate the larger masses, or what's the environment culture like for SSRF in Germany? So that's, you know, we, we discussed that last night and have been speaking about this quite a lot of times um, because we feel like an underdeveloped country um, in, in this matter because we're still trying to convince um, not only single surgeons but also the whole system to even think of it. Of it. And, you know, not, they don't always have to perform it but they have to be sensible for you know for the problem and see the dysfunction of an unstable um, chest the problem is that it's grown in old hierarchy and uh, situations so most of the uh, trauma surgeon and um, orthopedic trauma surgeons say well we have not fixed a single rib for 20 years why should we start now and where's the evidence because they don't know the evidence and that's why we really want to spread the spirit and it's more really about spreading the spirit than um, you know showing them how to operate of course that's one of the major parts but the first thing is they need to understand the indication the contraindication they need to understand that there is evidence that there are uh, multi-center prospective randomized studies out there and that we have been able to prove that these patients benefit from an early um, reconstruction of the chest wall so we really have to do a lot of work on convincing, on spreading the spirit and on getting people on our side um, to understand why we do this. And it's not only a fracture that needs to be fixed, it needs, it's a whole dysfunction. Uh, I, I guess a follow-up question to that is, now, do you feel like this is isolated to Germany or is it surrounding you know, countries or Europe in general? Or, or you know, what's your sense of the culture there? Well, I, you know, I started with chest wall reconstruction about uh, 10 years ago and not much has uh, changed. That's because of hierarchy systems. And I think there are many countries around Germany that really struggle to spread like the spirit. They are very different in the Netherlands. They are very active in the Netherlands. They are very active in the UK. And we have, you know, good partners all around in Europe as well. But they are still, you know, we are far away from having like this as a normal strategy and it's still islands in Germany and in, in Europe taking care of this problem. Can we expand a little bit on that hierarchical nature of this technology and or its utilization? Let's break that down a little bit and talk about 
you know, specifically what that means. Is it, does it mean that in Germany that surgeons who aren't, uh, younger surgeons, surgeons who aren't high up on the food chain quite yet struggle to introduce new technologies because the boss doesn't think it's worthwhile or they're of a generation where fixation wasn't done and so it, it shouldn't be done now? Is that, is that, am I simplifying it too much or is that kind of? Yes, you're simplifying it because you're transferring it to other areas as well. Regarding the chest, we still have one of the biggest problems to have different societies within Germany who are not always agreeing to each other. Like mm -hmm. if you have the Society for the Thoracic Surgeons, it's maybe on the society level, it's clear that we have to do something about it. But if you go to the major hospital, there are political reasons why um, they don't refer patients to, to each other. There are um, problems of you know taking away cases and all that mm -hmm. struggle. And the main part, Stefan, Stefan said that earlier, the main part about all this is who takes care of the patient. It's not about the um, operation and surgical procedure, but it's, you know, if it's a high velocity injury, if it's like a poorly traumatized patient, you need a surrounding to take care of this patient. And um, I feel like in, in many surroundings in Germany, th uh, thoracic surgeons tend to be very much specialized on their surgical procedures and not really um, providing the intensive care unit that you need. And especially you need this in polytraumatized patients. So the, you know, the guy who takes care of trauma in Germany is the orthopedic trauma guy. And if there's a hierarchy that they have not fixed ribs in 20 years, in that hospital they will not fix ribs now. This is a really interesting point and can lead to ugly political discussions. This is why I try to um, avoid uh, the who does it. There's, of course, there is consensus that um, orthopedic and trauma guys are the first ones to take care and will continue to take care and should do so. So let's say they do the work uh, for the patient, but they should be open and see the need um, to get involved into interdisciplinary discussions and do the best for the patient. And what does this mean? We see the need in Germany that something needs to be improved. And a couple of years ago, which is now four years ago, we had a small meeting nearby my site in Schwerin during the Northern Surgery Conference and decided that there should be agreements in between the societies. And so we launched a common working group in between the thoracic um, surgeries and the German trauma surgeons to define the need what the patient um, needs. And this leads to algorithms and uh, piggybacks things which has been already internationally done and translated to Germany. And then the who does it should be defined by each unit because there might be different surgeons. There might be very experienced surgeons in thoracic department which are affiliated to trauma, or vice versa. They only are looking for lymph nodes and doing oncologic surgery. And the same with us. If you have predominantly orthopedic surgeons dealing with meniscus and hip replacement, they will not manage the trauma and they will be happy to have a thoracic surgeon experience this trauma. So in Germany, it's a little bit more 
diversity with the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is why we see a clear need for algorithms, for consensus statements, and for best practice um, education. And this is what makes us happy um, to be affiliated to CBIS um, because you accept and you want every speciality within um, this organization. This is how we founded it a couple of years well, ago. We have our favorites, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go public with those. We'll <laughs> keep those but, private. <laughs> we give us something like um, let's see a living room, yeah. We meet at home and discuss things. Yeah. And everybody yeah. can draw the conclusion. For cheers. We're like the bar cheers. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah. has a home. But it's also an economical reason. And um, through the DRG system, it's sometimes way more economically smart to have patients long-term on the ventilator and with an ECMO on the intensive care unit than just do one surgical procedure and maybe even having complications and so on. So, you know, that's where I think many people... It's a hurdle. Short, like, like, you know, short thinking um, would um, think about this way, um, you know, denying that, you know, a good surgical procedure would free another bed on ICU and you can extubate this uh, patient after two hours. So, I, you know, there's, there are many ways and I think that's why we really need this discussion. And there have been these islands in Germany where we do and, pr and, and proceed with these surgical procedures. And I think it's growing now. It's really rapidly growing in Germany as well. But still, we need the acceptance through spreading the spirit. Spreading the spirit. How do you say that in German? So I have a question for your trainees. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things for acceptance in the U.S. has been the fact that our residents and surgical trainees are becoming very adept at this during their training and then they get out and start their practices and their chest wall surgeons or close to that. Um, so, you know, it's being really adopted in training across the United States, which I think has made a big difference. What has that been like for your trainees? Are they getting the experience uh, in training that they need? Well, we do have a couple of young doctors who get trained in this area, but still, you know, if this is a part where an orthopedic trauma surgeon already has struggled to even set, you know, the, the surrounding in his hospital and in her hospital. It's even harder to train young doctors. But you're absolutely right. If we don't start a level lower and start to really train them so that they force us to, you know, spread the spirit, <laughs> then um, I think we will have a problem because uh, yeah. At some stage, Stefan and me will will be gone in our hospitals, and we uh, at that time we need to have established a whole system that no one even questions the indication because they are there. Yeah, that's uh, a common algorithm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, well, that's a very important concept at this point. I think you guys have you've lit the fire. You're you're stoking the steam engine, whatever. Uh, um, Buttering the fish. Buttering we the learned fish. that one today. <laughs> I think that it's just going to grow exponentially from here. At least that's my. Hope. Is that a is that a saying? I didn't know about that. Apparently it is, and I'm going to use it. Squeezing the bread. Squeezing the bread. Yeah. That's what I do. In Germany, you say um, In Germany, you say butter by the fish. So that means you, you put butter by the fish. <laughs> that's more thing um, likely for me as I'm living next to the Baltic yeah. Sea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think from the CWIS perspective, I think this course was a raging success. It didn't cost us much, 
and we got a lot out of it. We met some new surgeons. We will probably gain some membership from this and some notoriety. And I think, I think it was really extremely worthwhile. I really enjoyed myself. Absolutely. We covered a lot of ground today. I think um, the biggest thing is uh, behind a starting course and uh, meeting some people, which is, of course, very relevant. But I see there's a thing much bigger to this because Christopher made an excellent agenda. And uh, for the first time we meet and let's say we ask Civis for approval of those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not to uh, do our own way, mm. um, but to share this knowledge and um, to piggyback on this. Yeah what Sivis um, recommends and the same things we want to share with AO principles which have been yep. included to lectures yep. and the same things we want then um, to distribute to our societies. Yeah, I think we want a standard message but we also want to allow for some some nuance depending on the, the, the actual environment where the course is being taught and the audience they'll have different needs. It's very much like what we're doing in the U.S. now. We're developing these local regional courses and we'll be having one in Miami just after the first of the year. But this this is very much in that vein or that vision. CWIS supported and vetted but hosted and, and orchestrated by a member surgeon who wants to do something like this in their, in their environment, in their setting. But still, you know, you need a standard, and you need some kind of a foundation to, you know, if you want to change some something, you can only do it together. There's not a single person. There's not a Chris. You can change the whole spirit. Is you can only do it together. Yeah. You, can, you know, if we start to do a bunch of courses in Germany, it makes sense to always have the same standard. We can maybe adopt some areas, but still have one standard. And I think that the foundation should be CBIS. Okay. I think so too. <laughs> you would. <laughs> That's true. Well, guys, I got to go run and watch a kid's soccer game. Okay. So I got to get going, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your time there. And it was great meeting you both. Great seeing you, Dr. Schultz. We've, uh, we've met a couple times. Likewise. But, thank you. Um, I'm going to run. Okay. Right, Thanks. Thank you. See you, Mark. Bye, guys. I'm gone. Guys, the uh, final stitch. We'll let Sarah go first because she always has good ones. Okay. So to our listeners, I have an update because I spoke a couple weeks ago and I thought it was a very important final stitch about the potential picketing that would be going on in Las Vegas. And as a matter of fact, yes, the unions are doing a while working strike. So between 10 and 12 and 5 and 7 every day, the union that is striking of hospitality workers they're going out if someone is off their shift. If it's either before or after your shift, they're supposed to go out and pick it in front of these 22 hotels and casinos. So it's only a matter of time before this becomes a much bigger thing. So if you have a trip planned to Las Vegas, you may want to you know, keep an eye out on this strike that I have been speaking about and annoying some of my co-hosts about because I think it's a really big deal and I think the union is in a very good bargaining position. That is my update wow. for the week. It's fantastic. Thank right. You. Right. Perilous times. My final stitch has to do with German hospitality. I don't think if people were asked to rank nations on their perceived hospitality scores that Germany would rank in the top three to five. <laughs> we um, perceive Germans to be very much by the book, polite, punctual, gracious, but not effusively 
hospitable. It's just not <laughs> what we think. I, I'm, we're obviously not. What I, my point is, though, I think we're wrong. I think we've been treated so nicely here. And uh, I lived in Germany as a child, and it was fun. This is the first time I've really been back, except for the trip to Berlin a few years ago. Really, you guys have really made us feel welcome. And probably the best example of that is that we did this meeting today in English, which is not the first language for anybody in the room except for Sarah and I. And uh, it's a challenge to... You, if we hadn't been here, you guys would have done this meeting in German. I'm confident of that. And so to do that, to make, to have, ask everyone in the room to, to do this in English so that we felt uh, welcome was 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 um, was exceptional. And I, I, I'm very appreciative. Thank you. Very gracious. I barely have a command of the English language, let alone another. So I really appreciate you guys, you know, reaching over. So. Thank you. I mean, you know, we think in Germany we have very like you know much thinking forward and very much on the edge of everything. And um, we have to learn that we are not. So not in every case. And um, it was amazing to have you here. And that's why um, we really can only learn from each other. But I want to, you know, there's, uh, I'm, I'm close to Sarah. Um, there's not much more in my life than, than work. So I don't have <laughs> a final stitch that's not related to work. <laughs> Um, I just uh, want to announce that in about two, two weeks' time, uh, we will have um, a great uh, congress coming up in Berlin. And if anyone is in Europe, it absolutely makes sense to come to Berlin because it's a fun city to, to be at and it's a very interesting congress. And uh, we will have a nice session um, doing a cadaveric um, surgical um, reconstruction of a, a flayed chest, which is, uh, I guess, pre-fractured. Stefan is um, organizing all this together with uh, KLS Martin and with uh, Rimasis and with many people who are very much involved in this area. So I'm very much looking forward to having fun um, being in the cube and uh, taking care of some interesting uh, topics around this. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks Christopher. Then I continue this story as a final stitch because this course here brought us a little bit closer to Crossling work and talking about chest wall uh, fixation and chest wall management. And as we discussed in this podcast before, um, that there might be a need to introduce this um, to students and young registrars, as you already do uh, in the US and other countries, we exactly aim to do this next week um, at this DKOU um, conference uh, in Berlin and we choose the Wednesday in the morning and Wednesday is the day of the students. Nice. Uh, this means usually this is the most crowded day um, of the conference because young people have the chance to get involved into um, hands-on trainings, industrial exhibition area, lectures, courses and this new demonstration format in a, in a glass cube with live operations. Oh, and cool. I think this is another cornerstone we want to provide and we are really happy um, that we um, have interdisciplinary sessions included in this Congress and some strategies um, to spread this as a unique procedure which is needed. and. Not to miss this, as I said, exhibition area, our industrial partners are of the really essence to support us um, with um, the systems and materials and visualization and so on. And thanks you for coming here. 
and supporting us with our work in the German societies and bring things forward in, in chess ball management. It was our pleasure. I do have to put in a, a shout out for Gürtigen people. If you haven't been here, 47 Nobel laureates are from this university. So if you want uh-huh. to right, increase the odds that your children will be Nobel Peace Pri- or Nobel Prize winners, send them to this university because I feel like your odds are pretty good. Like <laughs> at the University of Utah where I went to school, one, just the one. So, and it's been around a while, but not as long as this one. Also of note, this is the home of the the Grim the Brothers Grim. The Brothers Grim. Yep. I did not see any trolls. There were no dragons, but I've sure looked. So be certain Beautiful that city. if you do come, you keep an eye out and snap photos if you see them. Very nice. Just in case. Sarah, we want to hear Those about stories. Otis, but you'll tell us next week. We'll oh, put that on hold. Otis. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Fat Bear Week. Have a great week, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Look how good you are. Yeah.